Hello, thank you for listening to this sermon from our Revive service. We hope it helps you learn more about God and allow you to grow closer to Him and in your faith. Welcome, John. Say welcome, John. Come on up, John. Um, John and Amber are from Illyria. Uh, grew up there in Illyria, First Baptist Church of Illyria. And uh, I'm sure John will tell you a little bit more of his story and testimony. And just so you know, um, I've asked John just to share uh, his testimony, how God has led him and Amber to Skyview. And, uh, and then through that, how God has been teaching and showing him uh, his goodness and his will and all of all of the fun that change that comes along with change, right? And uh, so we're excited to have John uh, come and share. Before he shares, though, and I meant to share this earlier, um, what Andrew was talking about, there's so many different things that were uh, needed to move back because of yesterday. Uh, yesterday we hosted, uh, West Hill hosted the Akron area uh, youth fellowship and, uh, and for breakout and there were over a hundred kids and what, 30, 30 workers, 40 workers, um, and, uh, band played here. So this is just a little picture of what, um, their MC, well, one of their guys, uh, did a rap, which was really cool. I don't know that rap has ever been done on this stage. Um, um, but great, great, great group of time, great group of kids, great group of youth pastors. Thank you for all of you who helped come and serve. There were so many people behind the scenes. Uh, I know Pastor David did an excellent job of just organizing and putting it all together. And we've just pr- been praying for the last couple of weeks that God would take the word that was shared during that and, and uh, during the main speaker, but also they had breakout speakers in the classrooms. And so if you would, would you just pray that God's word would take root in our teens' lives, that the teens that were here would take God's word and just live it out, and it would help them as they, as they continue on their journey with Jesus. We need a young generation that follows the Lord, that's dedicated and committed to the Lord and to his word. Amen. Amen. That's why I love having John here and having him come and share with us about Skyview Ranch. So if you would, would you help welcome John Casebaum here with us? Appreciate Thanks, that. my friend. I do appreciate uh, the opportunity uh, to be with you this morning and the, the very warm welcome that uh, my family and I have uh, received. Um, we have Five kids, I won't embarrass them too much, but I probably should have them stand up. You probably already saw them running around uh, making themselves at home. Um, we have Kaylee and Caden, Casey, Connor, and Clayton. I expect, uh, if I have to remember all of your names, I expect you have to remember their names as well. And then, of course, my uh, wonderful wife, Amber, is uh, with me as well today. Um, we um, greatly appreciate the opportunity to be with you this morning on behalf of Skyview Ranch uh, Christian Camp. Obviously, you are probably very familiar with the camp. To be honest with you, some of you probably are more familiar with Skyview Ranch than even I am uh, and my wife, Amber. Uh, We have, we grew up kind of going to Skyview. We'll talk about about that a little bit more uh, later, Uh, but we do have some history with the camp, but I, I do understand that you as a church family um, and then some of you as individuals have, uh, have relationships with the camp as, as well. So I do appreciate uh, being here, having the invite to come and uh, share with you what the Lord is, is doing in our lives. Um, Pastor Aaron kind of set me up a little bit. That's a lot to share. Uh, 
you know, the camp, plus what's going on in our lives, what brought us to, to Skyview, but uh, we will do our best uh, to do that this morning. I can't really tell you how, how excited uh, I am, and I know my wife will echo this uh, someday when she has actually moved to camp, um, how excited we are to be at camp. Uh, I've been on camp uh, about the last three or four weeks. Uh, right now, we're kind of in transition. Uh, so we have a house up in Elyria. We're just finishing wrapping up a ministry up in Elyria at First Baptist. And, uh, and so we have a house that my wife is frantically trying to pack and get ready to put on the market up there. And uh, I'm spending three or four days a week uh, down at, at camp and I'm trying to wrap my mind around all that is going on down there and getting ready for uh, summer. And so we are very excited to, um, to be um, where the Lord would have us first and foremost, but also to be uh, at Skyview Ranch um, to be ministering there. Um, I do uh, want to, uh, first and foremost, if we could go to the next slide, I do first and foremost want to thank you as a church um, who have faithfully served, supported, sustained the ministry of Skyview for many years. Um, I understand uh, that uh, we are your camp. Um, I'm sure there are other camps uh, that would love to um, you know, have you go and serve and support and all of those sorts of things. But um, um, I, I think I understand the relationship and the history of it. And uh, so I, I greatly appreciate what you have done as a church body. Um, I did a little bit of research, and so I found some pictures. These should be some familiar faces from West Hill. Um, you guys have gone to retreats, and I think we're going to see you this year, Memorial Day uh, weekend. Um, and so Labor Day. They, my research has uh, let me down. Labor Day weekend. Forget I said Memorial Day weekend. Labor Day weekend, uh, we will see you. And uh, we're excited for that. And, and um, we really, as a, as a camp, uh, we need to have relationships with healthy local churches. And I'll talk a little bit more about that um, as, as we move throughout this morning. Um, but I, I believe the relationship that we've shared with you uh, has been profitable. And uh, it reminds me of a passage uh, in Philippians chapter 1 uh, where Paul says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always offering prayer, prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all in view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. Uh, and I am confident of this very thing that he, will, that he who began a good work in you will perfected until the day of Christ Jesus. The partnership that we have is, uh, is around the gospel, is it not? And uh, we just sang about that um, here this morning. And um, as my, we got up this morning pretty early. It's uh, extra early this morning, obviously. This is, I heard somebody out in the foyer say, this is the bad daylight savings time, you know, day. Uh, the good one happens to be on my birthday a week every year. So I always, I'm like, God gave me an extra week, uh, an extra hour of sleep uh, for my birthday this year, every year. This is the bad one. Uh, it's especially bad when you live an hour from the church you're about to attend. So you, all the kids are up late, you know, on a Saturday night, you could go to wake them up and their hair is all, you know, crazy. Um, especially uh, Clayton's hair. He's the one with the, with the mullet. Um, I gave him the mullet. And my wife doesn't like it, but I said he had to keep it for a little while. 
because it's so cute. Um, so now I've now I have to do his hair every Sunday morning because I'm the one who gave him gave it to him, right? Uh, but anyways, um, we are we, our kids have always been in the same church, right? We wake up on Sunday morning and we go to First Baptist Church of Illyria. We are now. Uh, I feel like we are now kind of on full-time deputation. We may be in a different church every week, and we're okay with that. Um, but I was just reminded this morning, even with the warm welcome that, that we received here, um, it's really awesome to be able to see what God is doing in, in the local church around the world, right? And so I've been encouraged just to be with you this morning. I also want to um, um, offer a, a special note of thank, thank you to you as a church family for allowing uh, your pastors to serve uh, the greater body of Christ through the ministry at Skyview Ranch. Obviously, um, uh, Pastor Aaron um, um, serves on our board, and uh, I understand Pastor David has spoken uh, for us um, at camp many times. He'll be uh, speaking for us this year, first week of junior camp. Um, and, uh, obviously brother Rick, um, serves on our board as well. And I'm sure others of you, I, know, I met Bob this morning for the first time, and he's, he's an integral part of our ministry at Skyview Ranch. Um, I want to encourage you and thank you as a church for allowing your pastors to serve, not just you as a local body, but the greater body of Christ through, um, other opportunities and other ministries, um, that are, that are taking place. And so I would encourage you to continue uh, to allow that to happen. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a healthy, vibrant local church, and, and I was always taught that we should let our pastors go and serve elsewhere. And so I think that's a mark of a local, healthy body of believers, that they would allow their pastors to be able to go and serve uh, elsewhere. So let me encourage you to continue to allow that. Continue to encourage your pastors to serve on the board uh, long term. Don't let them, don't let them leave me. Um, I would greatly uh, appreciate that. Um, I, I am curious. I understand that your knowledge of Skyview and your, your support of Skyview goes back many years. I am curious to ask, though, how many of you have experienced Skyview? Uh, maybe you went to camp uh, at Skyview. You worked at camp. You've been on camp. Um, just kind of a show of hands so I know kind of where I'm, what I'm working with. I figured I would have most everyone. Okay, so some I, I wouldn't assume everyone knows exactly what's going on at Skyview or who we are. And so um, I do want to take the opportunity um, to just share with you a little bit about um, Skyview Ranch. Um, we do have a table set up in the back there um, uh, out in the foyer. I know how it is. I've spent six years in pastoral ministry. Missionaries come in, they set up tables. It's super awkward and nobody really wants to visit them and nobody really wants to, you know, take their literature and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to be that guy that says, you got to visit this table and you got to do, but I will tell you I, on the table, we have postcards and it'll tell you about camp. And we've got a little prayer card with all my cute kids faces on it. Um, so you can remember to pray for us. I'll throw some up on your missions board so you guys can, you know, uh, see our faces all the time. I don't know why you'd want that, but uh, we do have a, a sign-up sheet there as well. You know, every everyone that comes in, we got to try and capture your email. So if you could put your email on there for me, I would greatly appreciate it. We're um, obviously with the fire, we're we're trying to kind of rebuild a little bit, and so we've we lost a lot. Um, all every computer, every database, everything that wasn't in the cloud is gone. And so um, 
just being on camp now, I'm asking things like, okay, so where's the mailing list to send all this information to churches? And they're like, well, we don't, we don't have that, you know? So if you could give me your email address, um, even if you think we have your email address, if you could give it to me, if you want to keep up, up to date, what's going on in Skyview, we would, we would greatly appreciate it. And then obviously, um, we've got uh, some literature, uh, back there as well. Um, I do want to, to share with you, um, why we exist. I think you know this. You probably know this just as well as I know this, but uh, as I've been reviewing kind of um, why we do camp, why in the world I would want to be involved at Skyview Ministry, uh, Skyview Camp, um, this this is kind of our heartbeat historically at Skyview Ranch. Uh, since I was a kid going to camp, my wife was a kid going to camp. Um, this is what we remember Skyview to be, and this is what I think you would expect Skyview to be. So this should not be any surprise to you, but I do want to articulate it just so that we, um, th that we are all on the same page uh, about where we have been and where we are going as a camp. Um, first and foremost, we, we seek to advance the gospel. And just like we sang this morning um, of the gospel and the reality of it in our own lives, uh, we want to see that advanced. Uh, we want to see God's kingdom advanced. And uh, I believe that, that camp is a good opportunity to do that um, for young people who already are saved to come to camp and enjoy fellowship and edification and all, the, all of those sorts of things. But camp can also be used for uh, advancing the gospel to maybe young people who have yet to um, receive Christ as their Savior. And so we want to advance the gospel. We do not uh, believe in advancing the gospel at camp outside of assisting local churches to do that. Um, I'm a local church guy, grew up in the local church, just like many of you served in the local church, still serve in the local church, um, spent the last six years on staff in the local church that I grew up in. Um, I understand that some of you who are even working here grew up in this church. Um, people have said to me before, you know, I don't understand why churches would want to hire from within. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's awesome. We want to raise up a generation of young people who can lead local bodies. Um, and, um, and so we do not operate as a camp, Skyview Ranch, although we are an independent entity, a parachurch you know, organization, if you will, we do not, we do not wish to, we should not want to operate outside of assisting local churches the, we, we should fall under the local church, at least at some level. And so we want to be an assistant. We want, we want to assist you in what you are already doing um, in terms of gospel work. And we want to be just as much of a help to you as you are to us. Um, it seems like it's camp. We were talking about this this morning um, in relationship to a winter blast and um, one of the one of the conversations this morning was that the one of the cabins was having issues. It was like the first weekend I was on camp, and I got a call. I just laid down in bed uh, to to get a little bit of sleep. I had my children were, were with me, but my wife was uh, at home working, and I had left the kids at the director's house for like six hours straight while I'm up working at camp. And um, I told my staff, I was like, I got to get back to the house and make sure it's still standing and get my kids into bed and get a little sleep myself. So I laid down, No, you know, as soon as my head hit the pillow, I got a call from one of my staff members. Hey, we got frozen pipes in this cabin, right? So I went down there and tried to fix it. We couldn't fix it. And it, what it comes down to is it's camp, right? Um, the reality is 
it's things break. And so when things break and things happen, we, we tend to go to the local church and we say, Hey, we need some money. We need some support. We need some help. We need some volunteers. We need some people to help us do these things. And so, um, it seems like we're asking a lot, right? We're, we, we, we need, we need, we need, but we want to, and this is why I'm here this morning. We want to be a help to you just as much as you are to us. We want to operate in relationship with with our local churches, assisting our, our local churches. And then finally, we want to articulate the truth, emphasis on truth. We want to articulate the truth and call believers to surrender and a life of service. Um, a lot of decisions are made at camp. And this is a good thing. This can be a bad thing, I believe. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but I think camp can be really, really good and, and, um, it kind of gets you away from kind of the routine and the mundane and the realities of life and gives you opportunity to think and reflect and rest and all those sorts of things. And so, um, we want to articulate the truth and then allow that truth to then resonate with the hearer and cause us all to then make a decision. Okay, what am I going to do about it then? Um, when I give my testimony, we'll talk uh, some about our response to the gospel and what we can do. Not just me going to serve at Skyview, not just Pastor Aaron and Pastor David and families and all these, all of you, all of us have an opportunity to serve, to do something because of what Christ has done on our behalf. And so um, this is why we exist. Uh, if you could go to the next slide for me, um, I just want to share with you a little bit about what's happening um, at Skyview, um, let me get, uh, to the right place in my notes. Uh, as you can see there, I, I grabbed this picture, um, because it, I think it's probably one of the clearer pictures that we have, um, of the new building. Uh, how many of you have been out to camp since we finished, completed the new building? So not, not a lot of you. Okay. Some of you, um, probably the ones who went to winter blast or, uh, or are on the board. Um, we are thanking the Lord for just the, the amazing provision that he has provided for us at Skyview. Obviously, you know, a couple of years ago, um, we had a fire and took down the building that, that stood where all of those temporary buildings and sheds are currently. And, uh, we really looked at, at that as kind of tragic and difficult. And I know the, those who labored through that, um, man, that was tough. Uh, but now to see what God has done after that, um, I can't even begin to tell you how actually amazing that fire ended up being for the camp. Um, I, I won't be able to go into all of the details, um, but it ended up being a situation that God uh, will ultimately get glory for. And so our new building um, there is a, is a, a multi-purpose facility with gymnasium and we've got uh, new uh, commercial kitchen and nurses station and all sorts of things. The, the building is essentially finished, complete, um, except we are still working through plans to finish the floor, right? So we, uh, the gym floor right now is just concrete, polished concrete, very slippery concrete. And so we want to be able to um, obviously do summer camp activities in there. Um, having a place to take campers when it's raining and the weather is not good and it's winter retreat and there's no snow and all of those sorts of things will be a real treat. So 
We're excited for what God is doing there. If you could uh, go to the next slide for me. Um, we just got done with winter blast season, so appreciate you guys sending uh, your campers, your youth group to winter blast. I, I trust that they had a good time. If they didn't, talk to me after. Tell me everything wrong. Um, we'll, we'll try to fix it. People, people have been telling me recently, like, hey, this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is wrong. Well, first of all, I tell them, you can't offend me. I don't, like, I, I, yeah, okay, we'll just, we'll deal with it. We'll, we'll fix what we can fix, and we'll move, we'll move forward. You can tell me anything you want to tell. I, I, I met with a donor this week for lunch, and, and uh, they're like, can I be honest with you? I was like, well, I wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah, of course, be honest with me. Tell me everything wrong. Uh, I want to hear those things. Uh, and so even today, if you have experiences that you want to share with me, you're not going to offend me. Um, I, I definitely do want to hear about those things. But anyways, thanks for sending your campers the Winter Blast. We had a great season. Um, we ran three um, Winter Blasts for uh, junior high, senior high, and then we did one uh, for junior campers as well. That was a real treat. Uh, next slide for me. Um, we, have, we are just under 100 days from summer camp, so it's hard to believe since there's so much snow on the ground. Um, I was not anticipating more snow. We're a, we're a snow family, thankfully, because we, we love camping and doing some other things in the summertime, but I told my wife the other day, I said, we can kiss our summers goodbye for the rest of our lives. We're going to have to start vacationing, you know, real deep south um, and uh, do a lot of snowboarding and skiing and all of the, all of the fun winter sports that we like to do. Because uh, our summers are going to be spent there, um, and we're excited about that. We're 100 days away. Early registration does end here just a couple of days. So if you have campers and you know that you want them to be at Skyview this summer, I would encourage you to get online today and uh, register them to save. I think it's $20. If it's not $20 and it's $15, then I'll give you 5 bucks out of my pocket. I don't really... I don't know those things yet. So early registration does end. Um, here is the, the, the schedule. Uh, this is the postcard that's out on the table out there. So you can see um, where your camper belongs. Um, some people look at the far right and they see those price tags and they're like, oh, wow, I can't really afford uh, camp. Well, I do want to let you know that we want your campers at camp and we'll do whatever we have to do to make that happen, even if I have to pay for it out of my own pocket. I'll figure out a way to get your camper there. If you really want your camper there, we'll, we'll make it happen. Um, um, we do have to charge, uh, unfortunately. We have to charge to get campers there because um, we got bills to pay. And uh, it cost me $100 to fill up my gas tank to get here this morning. So we got to somehow pay for that. Um, you will notice that we have equine camp uh, this year. One of my when I, one of my first staff meetings, I, I got to camp and, um, and I was like, hey, we have a finalized schedule for camp this summer. And uh, they were, no, not yet. So we started working through it. And they said, I said, what about equine camp? Where are we going to fit that in? They're like, oh, we canceled equine camp. And I was like, well, wasn't equine camp one of like the most popular camps last year? Yeah, we just don't have anyone to do it. And I was like, well, I'll find somebody to do it. So if anyone want to work with horses, we scheduled equine camp, but we don't really have anyone to run equine camp yet. I'm just kidding. I found some people. So we have equine camp. Uh, we limited it to 15 campers this year. And the reason why is because last year, one of my, one of my youth, uh, youth gals, went to equine camp and she was all frustrated because she thought that she was going to go to equine camp and she was going to get her own horse for the week. Well, we had 30 campers last year each week. We have 15 horses, 15 camper horses. We have 20 total. 15 camper horses, so they had, they had to share a horse uh, for the week. And she was like, I thought I was going to get my own. So this year, I said, fine, we'll just have 15 campers. Probably going to lose money on that. I don't know, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, and so I authorized one week of equine camp I think we already filled it. And so I just talked to them Friday and we're going to add a second equine camp in case any of your campers want to come to 
equine camp. That's going to be uh, July 4th and then again July 11th. Next slide for me. Um, we are hiring. I've already uh, put my, you know, hiring hat, my HR hat on this morning and tried to, you know, recruit some of you who are going to come work for us this summer. So we, we, we need counselors. We need lifeguards. We need kitchen help. We need, you name it, I'll take you. I will, we'll put you to work. Um, we, we just need people, young men and women, um, old men and women, anyone who is willing to serve the Lord at Skyview Ranch. We will, we will take you. So you can go online. Um, there's some applications out on the table there. Um, if you have any issues with the system at all, just call me, text me, email me. I'll help you. I'll figure it out. Uh, 14 and up can volunteer. 16 and up can work seasonally. All right, next, next slide for me. And then um, I do want to make you aware of our men's retreat uh, coming up here in April. Um, we are going to have Brian Solomon. Anyone know Brian? Brian, he was a youth pastor in our circles. Uh, um, I think maybe, I don't know, not too far from here. He's with a ministry called Capital Ministries. Uh, they do Bible studies and outreach to um, our state house. So they're in Columbus. Um, and so he runs their international ministry. And so he's going to come for the weekend and share with us. I'm excited to have him with us. So be sure to um, check out the men's retreat. Next slide. Now we're getting to the point where I don't really know what's next. So um, <laughs> um, if you want to stay connected, give us your email in the back. Go to the next slide. Um, this is one of my sons. This is my middle son, Connor. Uh, we went last, last year I spoke for junior camp. And so he enjoyed the water slide. You can find us online, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Um, probably one of the best ways to stay connected right now until I figure out, you know, how often I'm going to send out some sort of newsletter or something like that. So, um, find us online if you would. And then you can also find our website at, uh, www.skyviewranch.org. Um, my kids are back there smiling real big. I would, I just, I want to mention this, uh, in our testimony, but I'll mention it now. Um, this is Sinsea, uh, in this picture. She came to camp with us last year. Sinsea was our foster daughter. Um, she spent about a year with us, um, uh, back home. Um, I am the, uh, chaplain for Elyria police department on top of, uh, teaching at the school and being a pastor and all those sorts of things. Um, I also um, enjoy spending uh, um, some time each week with our local police department. And um, we had a call out uh, for a really tough situation um, with the police department. Long story short, it was Sensea's family that was involved in this, uh, this situation. And uh, we got a call not long after that, that call, the next week, Children's Services called us. Um, because we have some connections with Children's Services and because Sensea's family had a very loose connection with our church prior, uh, they called us and asked if we would like to take a little girl in. And uh, so I said, yeah, sure, no problem, let's do it. And then I called my wife and said, hey, by the way, five o'clock, we're going to have a new little girl uh, living with us, so get the bedroom ready. Uh, and so Sensea was with us for about a year. We got to take her to camp last summer. Uh, just a real uh, unique experience for her. Uh, loved horses and all that. So it was really cool to have Sensei on camp with us. She is um, no longer with us, uh, but uh, we, we pray for her often. And, and uh, we, this, is, this is one of the reasons we, we love camp ministry and the idea of serving at camp. All right. I think the next picture is probably us. So we are the Casbombs. Again, my wife, Amber, um, Kaylee, Caden, Casey, Connor, and Clayton. I barely remember them, so I really wouldn't hold you to it. Um, 
I'm going to 25 after, right? Okay. Just want, there is a clock up there. Good. Um, my, uh, I'll give you a little bit about um, my wife. My wife um, graduated from First Baptist Christian School, um, where we both attended kindergarten through 12th grade. Um, when I went off to Piedmont Bible College, Baptist College, uh, she went to Liberty University. She finished her nursing degree through Liberty University. Just most recently, finished uh, all of the schooling necessary to, for her to be a nurse practitioner. So she is a nurse practitioner practicing uh, there locally up in Elyria currently, um, uh, doing some walk-in clinic work, working way too much. No, it's good. Um, but uh, enjoys what she does and obviously is going to be a super help uh, to us at camp. She's going to be a camp nurse all summer. Uh, she doesn't know that yet, but... <laughs> Uh, she is currently recruiting for um, for nurses, uh, med students, anyone who wants to come to camp and, and maybe volunteer a week. The only week that we have full covered is week one. So in order for my wife not to have to be a camp nurse all summer, I need some, I need some nurses to come stay on camp uh, each week. So if you happen to be a nurse or know a nurse um, that wants to volunteer a week, we would love to be able to talk with you about that today. Um, uh, like I said, I went to uh, Piedmont uh, Baptist College in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, a little bit strategic because it was only two hours from Liberty, so I got to visit my girlfriend on the weekends. Um, I did my undergrad uh, for the first two years there, there and then um, I started working uh, in, uh, in retail um, at the time in college just to pay the bills and uh, started working my way up the ladder. And uh, long story short, since a very young age, I knew that I was supposed to be in full-time ministry but uh, after I started paying the bills in college and making some money, um, the Lord kind of took us on a little bit of a detour. Amber and I got married. I ended up staying in, in retail management um, for the next 10 years. Um, I actually, we lived in Lorraine at the time, but I managed for a while. Montrose is what, 10 minutes from here? Uh, the Toys R Us there in Montrose, that was my store. So we, you, if you ever shopped at Toys R Us, you maybe have saw, you know, seen me. Uh, LeBron James was one of my customers. You know, you probably saw him around town every once in a while. Um, and so I spent 10 years in, in business management uh, with different various retailers and different various locations throughout the Cleveland market. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, I think I was commuting to Mansfield at the time for about a year and uh, really involved and plugged in at our local church and just serving the Lord and being content with where he had us. But it, the entire time, Amber and I knowing, all right, Lord, someday, maybe we're, gonna, we're supposed to be in full-time ministry. We just don't really know when or what. Um, and, uh, and so um, um, our pastor at the time said, hey, you need to get more involved uh, in the church. And so you're supposed to be in ministry. You need to drop this you know, charade of business management and uh, so I left my career and went back to um, uh, get my master's in ministry. So did seminary um, for, for a year, I think I squeezed it in a year. And, uh, and then ended up in full-time ministry there at First Baptist uh, Church for the last six years. Currently, I'm working on my doctorate through Liberty um, in community care counseling, specifically in traumatology. Whole long story. I started doing that because of the police department work that I was doing and just not really being equipped to handle some of the things that we need to handle. Um, but now I'm seeing that the Lord has me studying traumatology because of going to camp ministry and, 
having to deal with the trauma in my own heart and life. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so that's a little bit about us. Um, man, uh, as far as call to ministry, um, the Lord used many different um, passages and, and things to, to put me where we are today, especially in relationship to us coming to Skyview Ranch. Um, I taught through the book of Jonah three times in a year during COVID. And um, in the end, it, it, it's what, something that really pushed us toward uh, Skyview because at the end of all of that, after teaching it, um, somebody came to me and said, hey, would you ever consider going to Skyview? And I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and then I, I ended up at Skyview. Uh, that's how the Lord works. Um, Ephesians 2, if you want to turn there, I would hate for us to come to church and, and not uh, look at a passage of scripture together, even just very quickly. Um, Ephesians 2 has been one of my favorite uh, passages. 289 has been kind of my, my life's verse, um, but I love this. this reminder, and I think it's important for, for each of us. Ephesians chapter two says this, and you were dead in your trespasses and sin. Um, that, that idea of being dead, um, you know, you ever heard, um, when people say like, when we're talking about the, the, the depravity of man, right. And, and they try to give this illustration of salvation. Like I was drowning and God threw a life you know, preserver. And I grabbed the life preserver and he brought me in. And that's what, that's, that's the story of my salvation. Students would always ask me like, is that a good illustration? No, that's a terrible illustration. According to Ephesians chapter two, I was dead in my trespasses and sin. The reality was I was at the bottom of the ocean already. I wasn't drowning. Help God help. No, I was dead in, I was at the bottom lifeless and the fish were eating my eyeballs is what I tell my students. Um, I was dead in my trespasses and sin. Um, all of you have been there. I was there. Um, in which you formerly walked, this verse says, according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging uh, the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath. Let me tell you, before I was saved, I was, I was a dirtbag. Uh, I was saved at six or seven years old. Um, so I, I couldn't have been that bad, right? Um, I was pretty bad. This is the story I like to tell. Um, I hope nobody, well, people know this. So I was going to say somebody's watching online, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> So my dad taught at the Christian school 25 years. And so he would get, we'd get there every day at 6 a.m. And he would do grading his papers and I'd be running around the school just causing all sorts of, you know, havoc. Um, and I loved chocolate milk when I was six years old. I remember this very vividly. And um, so my first stop every morning was to the kitchen, to the milk cooler, to see if the milk cooler was unlocked. So if the milk cooler was unlocked, was if it was unlocked, I was chugging some chocolate milk, like six or seven of them. I'm laying over in the corner, like, <laughs> you know, in a chocolate milk coma. And uh, if the milk cooler was locked, I still need to get my chocolate milk fixed. 
So I would go to the kindergarten classroom. I was a kindergartner at the time. And we all had those little pencil boxes. You know, my, my wife was in my kindergarten class. And so I remember very specifically, like, going through all of their pencil boxes and stealing all of their milk money. Right. And so when the when the teacher would then take the milk order for the day, like who's getting chocolate milk? I'd be like, I'll take six. And the rest of them were like, well, I had milk money. But I guess I can't buy. I'm over there at lunchtime just chugging milk and they're all like, I'm drinking water. <laughs> you know, um, man, I was I was a sinner, man. I, I loved I loved stealing. I loved lying. I loved all of those things. Um, I, I mean, I was this guy, according to this passage. But God. I love that, uh, you know, that transitionary, you know, phrase, but God. Has that happened for you, but God, you know? Uh, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our, in our transgressions, made us alive. I'm thankful for the reality of the gospel that has made us alive together with Christ Look at that inheritance that we have, you know, the inheritance that Christ offers to us. And he raised us up with him. He didn't leave us in our desperate state, but he, he brought us to life, to the fullness of this life and raised us up with him and seated us, the future hope that we have. He seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us. In Christ Jesus, we're, we're seeing that even now being fulfilled. And then obviously verse 8 and 9, kind of uh, my favorite verse. Verse says, for by grace you have been saved. It's nothing that I've done. It's nothing that I can do to deserve the grace of God. We can't possibly work enough. Our works are like what? Filthy rags. I, told my, I used to tell my students, they're like, the, the, the original language there is, they're like dirty diapers. To God. It's, they're just useless. Um, we have been saved through faith and that not of ourselves, it is a gift of God, not as a result of works so that no one may boast. Um, and then um, the, just the next part of verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. The reality is this, if you have accepted Christ as your savior, um, there is uh, a work that has been done in our hearts and minds, um, not that we have done, but that, has, that Christ has done on our behalf. And when somebody asked me, why are you going to Skyview? I called one of my buddies and said, hey, I'm going to Skyview Ranch. And he's familiar with the ranch. And he was like, are you crazy? Are, are you dumb? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Uh, the reality is that because of the work of Christ on my behalf, I don't have the option to just sit idle and just let everyone else do the work. And so when the need was, was made known and somebody approached me and said, hey, would you ever consider going to Skyview? I really had no option but to say yes. Um, we had no option. My wife and I had no option but to say yes because somebody has to do the work of the ministry and um, it might as well be us. And if, you, if I say no, like Jonah, God's going to get us there one way or another. I, not many people know this, but about six years ago when we were looking for a, a a director even back then, I had just come on staff at First Baptist Church of Illyria and one of the board members came up to me and was like, hey, would you ever consider going to Skyview? And I was like, man, I, I just came on staff at First Baptist. There's no way that I would go to Skyview right now. But then six years later, God in his, you know, perfect timing uh, decided that, yeah, it's, it's time to go. So 
Um, why? What is our call to Skyview? Well, it, it is what we believe to be our reasonable service as a response to the gospel. And I would encourage you this morning as a church family, I've got just a couple of minutes uh, left, as a church family to understand that um, if the gospel has changed your heart and mind, there's a response that needs to be uh, made to the gospel. You ought to be doing something. And I'm not saying that you aren't doing something. Some of you are singing and playing and serving in the church and children's ministry and all sorts of other things uh, that you may be doing. But but not just in our personal walk, uh, in terms of our our righteousness and our and our morality, but in our service, there ought to be a response to the gospel. That's really what the book of Ephesians is all about. The first three chapters is the doctrines of salvation and God and all of those sorts of things. And the last three chapters is like, okay, now here's, here's how you can implement it. Um, chapter, uh, chapter five, be imitators of God. Um, and, uh, all of those sorts of things. So that's our, our, that's who we are. That's our call to Skyview. Um, we are confident that this is exactly where God would have us to go. Um, I can't really tell you all of the details. I don't have the time to tell you all the details, but I do want to tell you very quickly um, our friends and family have supported us 100. percent um, We are excited to see how they are even giving to help send us to Skyview. Um, most recently, um, just a week or so ago, um, I was working with the board when I first came on. They said, "All right, Pastor John, here's your uh, here's your budget for the first year." And uh, I'm looking at it and I'm like, "What? It's like 180 thousand dollar loss year one." Like I, you're going to go to a ministry where it's like, Hey, we have no money, but you, we want you to come. Right. That's tough. Uh, and I'm like, okay, Lord, we can, we can work with that. So I went to one of our board members who happens to be a colleague of mine. And I'm like, Hey, do your magic. The reason, the reason it's so high is because of our insurance, our insurance right now, a couple years ago, I don't know, 10 years ago, we we're probably paying 20, $30,000 a year for insurance, $200,000 a year right now because of the fire and all these other things that have happened. And so I said, well, when's the last time we shopped this around? Ah, it's been a while. Well, let's shop it around. So we called our insurance company. Yeah, we think we can save you a little bit of money. I just signed the paperwork last week. $30,000 is our new insurance policy. That covers us for everything, right? So how much is that? $180,000-ish, you know, in savings. Um, so we're not going to see all of that necessarily this year, but we see that the Lord is, is definitely working. We are confident that this is where God would have us to be. He has prepared us, our family, uniquely for this ministry. I'd ask you to pray for us. Um, is everything going to shut down if I don't end right now? Okay. I, just wanna, I, just wanna, I know I, know I got to get you guys out of here. I apologize. Hopefully you're not bored, you know, bored to death with this, but I just, give me just a couple more minutes. Um, I'd ask you to pray for us. First, pray for strength. Um, this is the task ahead is big and Amber and I and our family, we are not capable, but that's exactly where we want to be. We want to be dependent on the Lord. Pray for strength, especially as there's a lot of moving parts right now. I'm driving back and forth to Millersburg from Elyria and my wife's working and the kids are in school and we've just got a lot of things to, to manage. So pray for strength. Um, would you pray for wisdom as well for the task ahead? Um, a lot of people have a lot of opinions about how a lot of things should work. And so I'm just at this point, just trying to take all of that in. And, um, and I'm praying that the Lord would give me wisdom to then figure out what that means uh, for the future of our camp. Um, God, uh, uh, thirdly, pray that God would provide, that he would, that he would send more laborers, that he would send more support. There are many things to do uh, in order to accomplish the ministry at Skyview. 
And so just as you have been giving, we thank you for that. We, we just pray that the Lord would continue to, to send laborers and support uh, to the work that we are doing. Uh, and then finally, that's the call of prayer. And then finally, my vision. Um, somebody asked me, the other one of the board members said, are you going to have your 10-year plan complete for next Thursday? We have a board meeting come up with this Thursday. Is you going to have your 10-year plan complete? I was like, I don't even know what I'm having for breakfast tomorrow, let alone a 10-year plan uh, for Skyview Ranch. Um, but I may not be able to plan out a year or five years or 10 years or 20 years right now. Uh, but here's my, my vision for today. Um, and I've been reminded of, of this often, um, that this is not just a vision for camp, but it's a vision for my life and your life. Um, it is these three things. Uh, did I have one more slide? Um, this is what we are going to do at Skyview. Um, everything we do ought to be gospel focused. If it is not gospel focused, we don't want anything, anything to do with it. That's, there's a lot of good things out there and there's a lot of good camps out there and a lot of good organizations out there. There's a lot of good things out there for people to take part in. But we at Skyview, we want to be gospel focused. Uh, so this goes, to, this is for our activities, our, our, our programming. This is for anything that we do. It ought to be gospel focused. Secondly, it ought to be glorifying to God. Um, if it's not glorifying to God, we don't want any part of that. Now, if there have been things that have happened at Skyview that weren't glorifying to God, um, we need to change that. I'm telling you, this is our, this is, this is our vision for Skyview, that we would be doing all things to glorify God. And then finally, I really, I, I said I would touch on this um, just earlier. I really believe that we need to be genuine in everything we do. Um, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be part of a ministry that isn't um, genuine in, in our mission, in what we are looking to accomplish. You guys have all heard you know, even in local churches, this happens where you might have an event or something. And you're like, Hey, we got 85 million people saved yesterday at this event. And you're like, what? You had like five people show up. Yeah. But 85 million got saved. Right. Uh, I'll tell that story at lunch where I got a whole room of, of kids saved one time. It was terrible. Um, I, it's funny, but it's not, uh, anyways, um, we've all heard the horror stories of ministries that are just manufacturing things, decisions, and, and emotions, and all of these other, other sorts of things. Camp in and of itself does some of that, right? Where, where it's emotional and it's, it's, it causes you to, to reflect and think and commit and all of those sorts of things. But we want to be genuine. If we're not, if we're not calling to people to do genuine life change and to believe in, um, in God and his truth genuinely, if we're not, we're not, reporting to our churches genuine, genuinely and saying, Hey, this is what the Lord is doing. We don't want any part of that. I don't want any part of that. Um, and so that's what we hope to do at Skyview is to be genuine in our relationships with our churches, with our supporters, with our campers, with our volunteers and our employees, all of those sorts of things. I've already started to encourage our staff in this way that we need to be gospel focused, glorifying God and genuine in what we do. And I trust that you will be able to, um, be confident in your partnership with us as a camp uh, far into the future. I appreciate you allowing me to be here. Let me close in prayer. Our gracious Heavenly Father, uh, thank you so much for uh, your work here uh, at this church, this local body. Um, Lord, um, we have come to worship. Uh, we have been reminded this morning of uh, our need for you. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to just share uh, what's going on at Skyview and 
your great provision uh, for us as a ministry. I pray, Lord, that you would allow each of us in our own lives uh, to be gospel focused, that we would go from this place and be working uh, for the kingdom, that we would be bringing honor and glory to you and all that we say and do, uh, that as a response to the gospel and the impact that it has had in our own hearts and minds, that we would go out, go forth from this place and do something about it, whether that's getting involved in in our local church or at a camp or something, Lord, we, we can serve. And I pray that you would help us to do that. And then finally, Lord, I pray that you would help us to be sincere, to be genuine uh, in our relationships and our desires in our, in our, um, in our dealings with uh, one another. We're just thankful for your, your love for us in your name. I pray. Amen. Pastor Aaron.